Hello and welcome to Calm Things. This is Zoe, and today I want to read a little bit of Shel Silverstein poetry because I think that's pretty calming. So I have the book A Light in the Attic sitting here in my lap, and what I'm thinking is I will flip to random pages, read a poem that looks great to the best of my ability because I'm not the greatest at reading aloud, but I'm really trying to get better and I don't know, I think this might help. And um, then if I have a story to go along with whatever poem we read, because I have a lot of stories, I'll probably share those as well. Um, they're not very exciting stories, they're just in my brain, but they should be pretty calm. And I think this is a nice way to get away from everything going on in our universe right now. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, let me flip to the first page. I'll also do my best to describe the illustrations, because there are a lot of illustrations going on in Shel Silverstein, any Shel Silverstein book. Alright, this one is called Hammock. Um, the illustration is a cute little kid with a hammock behind him, tied to one tree. Um, and it says, Hammock. Grandma sent the hammock, the good lord sent the breeze, I'm here to do the swinging, but who's going to move the trees? Oh, um, I have a story to go along with this one. We had a hammock when I was little, and we did not have trees to put in between. So we bought a little hammock stand, and they're not as nice as it being in between two trees would be. They're kind of a little bit disappointing, and they rust, and they're sort of ugly. But that, that way you can still lay in the hammock. So, I mean, I guess it wasn't the worst thing. Alright. <laughs> After that really positive story, let's move on to the next poem. Um, this one looks confusing to try to explain. Oh dear. Alright. This one is called Signals. The illustration is a sloppily drawn traffic light. Um, very nice. Alright. When the light is green, you go. When the light is red, you stop. But what do you do when the light turns blue with orange and lavender spots? What? Uh, mm, uh, am I just like, I don't understand that. Maybe I'm just bad at understanding it. I don't understand that one at all. Um, <laughs> someone should let me know what the meaning behind that was. Because is it like when you can't see the traffic light correctly? I don't know. That's maybe shouldn't have been on the calming podcast because now I'm a little bit stressed out <laughs> that I don't know what that means. Oh no. Okay, anyways. Um, moving on to the next one. This one is called Something Missing. There is a very tall man, but only his legs are tall, and it seems that he has shoes on, and socks on, and, a, and an overcoat on, and a hat, and a tie, but I think he's missing something, because I can also see his bare behind. So that might be the something missing. Let's get on to the poem. I remember I put on my socks, I remember I put on my shoes, I remember I put on my tie that was painted in beautiful purples and blues. I remember I put on my coat 
to look perfectly grand at the dance. Yet I feel there is something I may have forgot. What is it? What is it? It's his pants. And that that wasn't at the end, the pants part. So the I think the point was that you're supposed to understand it is pant it's his pants. I I appreciate that one. Um Yeah. It seems like you would have noticed when he's putting on his shoes. You gotta love show. <laughs> Alright. The one right next to it is called Memorize and Mo. Um and it's a very big book that someone is holding. You can't see their face, and their little feet are sticking out. And it says, Mo memorized the dictionary, but just can't seem to find a job, or anyone who wants to marry someone who memorized the dictionary. Oh, that would, the conversations would be very confusing from someone that memorized the dictionary, because every fourth word would be a word you don't have, you don't understand. And that would, I can understand that. Not because he's a nerd. It's very cool that you have that skill, but, um... Yeah, I think that would stress me out a little bit. Alright. <laughs> I don't think these are the point of these at all. But why not give my thoughts? Okay. Um. Oh, this one looks really cute. This one is called Somebody Has To. And there's a little person on a star. And it says, Somebody has to go polish the stars. They're looking a little bit dull. Somebody has to go polish the stars for the eagles and starlings and gulls. Have all, have all been complaining they're tarnished and worn. They say they want new ones we cannot afford. So please go get your rags and your polishing jars. Somebody has to go polish the stars. Aww. That one's very sweet. I would polish a star if I could. Maybe... Polishing a star is just spreading positivity in this world. Oh my. Okay. Um. Moving on. <laughs> the one right night. The one right next to it is called reflection. Um. There's a little boy looking at his reflection in what looks like a puddle. Each time I see the upside down man standing in the water, I look at him and start to laugh. Although I shouldn't otter. For maybe in another world, another time, another town. Maybe he is right side up and I am upside down. Wow, that's some Matrix stuff right there. Um, yeah. I used to wonder that a lot as a child. I would always try to press my head really hard against the mirror so I could go to the other side of it. And then there was an episode of Wizards of Waverly Place where that actually happened. And I was really disappointed I couldn't be in that episode. I don't know. I understood the concept of actors. Like, I knew they weren't really the people, but I still thought the actors got to do all that stuff, you know? Like, it's, it seemed fun that they got to, like, switch the whole set around and, like, pretend they were in the mirror world. I thought that was really cool. So, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with that one. But, um, I'm glad I didn't do any, like, damage to my head from pressing it against the mirror. <laughs> That's our positive insight for the day. Alright. Um. Ooh, this one is called Messy Room. And currently, as I'm recording this, I'm sitting in my very messy room. I like my messy room. I can find everything here because it's all sprawled out. Um. But 
I'll read the poem now. It's called Messy Room, and the illustration is a pile of goods that you would probably find in a messy room. All right. Whosever room this is should be ashamed. His underwear is hanging on the lamp. His raincoat is there in the overstuffed chair, and the chair is becoming quite mucky and damp. His workbook is wedged in the window. His sweater's been thrown on the floor. His scarf and one ski are beneath the TV, and his pants have been carelessly hung on the door. His books are all jammed in the closet. His vest has been left in the hall. A lizard named Ed asleep in his bed, and his smelly old sock has been stuck to the wall. Whosever room this is should be ashamed. Donald, or Robert, or Willie, or... Huh? You say it's mine? Oh, dear. I knew it looked familiar. Ha, ha, ha. Um. Oh, goodness. All right. That one had a twist. <laughs> twist ending there. Very suspenseful. Um. I don't have a story to go along with that one. I always know this is my room, even though it's messy. Because it's a mess of my things. Alright. Uh, this one is called Day After Halloween. And it is a little kid standing in, like, a ghost costume? I don't know. Holding up a ton of masks. And it says, Day After Halloween. Skeletons, spirits, and haunts. Skeletons, spirits, and haunts. It's a Halloween sale, a nickel a pail for skeletons, spirits, and haunts. Skeletons, spirits, and haunts, more than most anyone wants. Will you pay for a shock? Because we're quite overstocked on skeletons, spirits, and haunts. Aw. I don't think they should sell the Halloween stuff, though. Keep it for next year, you know? Or make it your whole new aesthetic. I kind of like the Halloween aesthetic. I might just decorate my house like that all the time. Just kidding. I don't want to scare anyone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Oh, this one looks funny. Okay, this is a guy looking in the mirror. And it's, a, it's called Wavy. I thought that I had wavy hair until I shaped. Instead, I find that I have a straight hair and a very wavy head. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's a picture of a guy with a wavy head. Whack. All right. <laughs> um, let me find the next one. All right. This one is called Backward Bill. It is a very um, disgruntled, I think that's a word, disgruntled man riding backwards on a horse. Um, backward Bill. Alright, here we go. Backward Bill, backward Bill, he lives way up on Backward Hill, which is really a hole in the sandy ground, but that's a hill turned upside down. Smart. Backward Bill's got a backward shack with a big front porch that's built out back. You walk through the window and look out the door, and the cellar is up on the very top floor. Backward Bill, he rides like the wind. Don't see where he's going, but he sees where he's been. His spurs, they go nay, and his horse goes clang. And his six-gun goes gnab. It never goes bang. Backward Bill got a backward pup. They eat 
their supper when the sun comes up, and he's got a wife named Backward Lil. She's my own true hate, says Backward Bill. Backward Bill wears his hat on his toes and puts his underwear over his clothes, and come every payday he pays his boss and rides off a smiling, a carrying his hoss. Wow, that was a lot. Um, yeah, don't be that backwards. That sounds a little bit stressful, but it would be really nice to be his boss on payday. All right. Um, the next one we will be reading is called Snake Problem. And, oh, the illustration is part of the poem on this one. I just looked through the poem. Okay, it's called Snake Problem. Here we go. It's not that I don't care for snakes, but oh, what do you do when a 24-foot-long python says, and then on the bottom, there's a snake drawn out, I love you, and it's like spelling it out with its body. And a little kid is at the end, and he looks very concerned. Because do you know what a 24-foot python can do? It can eat you. So if it says, I love you, it also says, I want to eat you. That I inferred myself. The only visual is it saying, I love you. Oh my. Okay. Um. Uh. Alright, this one is called Superstitious. And it shows someone crossing their fingers, but they're crossing them so hard that their one finger is straight and the other one is just, like, raveled around it. Like, they're extra crossing their fingers. Alright, superstitious. If you are superstitious, you'll never step on cracks. When you see a ladder, you will never walk beneath it. And if you ever spill some salt, you'll throw some across your back and carry round a rabbit's foot just in case you need it. You'll pick up any pin that you find lying on the ground and never, never, ever throw your hat upon the bed or open an umbrella when you are in the house. You'll bite your tongue each time you say a thing you shouldn't have said. You'll hold your breath and cross your fingers walking by a graveyard. And number 13's never going to do you any good. But I'm not superstitious. Knock on wood. So, do you get it? Because he says knock on wood at the, the end? Yeah. Okay, very funny. Um, I don't know. The rhyme pattern in that gave me a hard time. But other than that, it's a very nice poem. So I feel like I need to do some superstitious thing to make the rhyme pattern better. That doesn't make sense. I will not do that. Alright, anyways. I'm gonna flip. Um... Alright, this is called How to Make a Swing with No Rope or Board or Nails. It says, it says this. First grow a mustache a hundred inches long, then loop it over a hickory limb. Make sure the limb is strong. Now pull yourself up off the ground and wait until the spring, then swing. Aww. And the illustration is a little kid with his full-grown mustache, loosely tied around a tree. Um, I hope he ties a better knot. I always wanted to be in Boy Scouts just to learn how to tie the knots because I thought knots would be a lot more useful. But what I've learned um, as I get older is that kind of if you just keep 
keep knotting up the string, it makes the same as whatever fancy knot. That's probably not true. Don't take that advice. But I feel like if you if you wind it up enough times, <laughs> if you put some earbuds in your pocket and walk around two steps, then those get pretty goodly knotted. Goodly? Wow. Okay, I'm done with my story for that one. Um, this one... is called Hot Dog, and it's a very sad-looking boy with what I'm assuming is a hot dog on a string, um, dragging it behind him. Alright, Hot Dog. I have a hot dog for a pet, the only kind my folks would let me get. He does smell sort of bad, and yet, he absolutely never gets the sofa wet. We have a butcher for a vet, the strangest vet you ever met. Guess we're the weirdest family yet to have a hot dog for a pet. That's kind of sad. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice went out a little bit. Um, no, you know what? It's not sad. I used to have a yo-yo as a pet. I'm pretty sure I drew a little smiley face on it, and I would do the thing where I just kind of like let it drag behind me. We had a dog, too. <laughs> so, I mean, I had a dog as a pet. And a yo-yo when I wanted a second pet. Um, alright. <laughs> um. This one is called... Nope, that looks really confusing. Never mind. That's one of the ones where it's, like, spelled out weird because it's, like, a kid writing it and I don't, I don't feel like I'm in the state of mind where I can try to do that. Um, alright, these just, this one is called Always Sprinkle Pepper, and it is a person with a pepper shaker above their head sprinkling it in their hair. And it says, always sprinkle pepper in your hair, always sprinkle pepper, pepper in your hair, for then if you are kidnapped by a wild barbazoop, who sells you to a ragged hag who wants you for her soup, she'll pick you up and sniff you, and then she'll sneeze a chew and say, My tot, you're much too hot. I fear you'll never do. And with a shout, she'll throw you, and you'll run away from there. And soon you will be safe at home, a-sittin' in your chair. If you always, 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 always sprinkle pepper in your hair. I did struggle with that one because ragged hag and wild barbazoop are not words I usually read aloud, especially. Um, but thank you for bearing with me. I think that was a pretty nice poem. Life hack on how not to get kidnapped is just sprinkle pepper in your hair. Um... This one looks really funny. This one is called Peckin. It's a very short one. It shows a sad little bird on a tree. The, th the saddest thing I ever did see was a woodpecker peckin' at a plastic tree. He looks at me and says, Friend, things ain't as sweet as they used to be. Aww, because it's plastic. But were the trees ever sweet? I don't know. Alright, um... You know what? I think that'll be the end 
of this little podcast today because I'm starting to lose my voice and I'm starting to get a little bit sleepy. Um, but I hope it was at least a little bit fun to listen to some Shel Silverstein poetry and my struggles through reading certain words and my little stories that I had in my brain that I forgot about. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in to Calm Things, and I think I'll keep this going. I appreciate it a lot. Every episode will be a different thing that is calm. So today's was Shel Silverstein. Thank you very much, and remember to take deep breaths.